0: Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. Sorry I'm late. I had to change all my passwords to Kenny, so now all my computers have Kenny Loggins.
1: <laughs> oh. Was that on purpose? Did you intend to make such a bad joke? <laughs>
2: That's a good one. Wow. You are on the highway to the danger zone, bro. Oh, come on. You just got to meet me halfway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome. Welcome. Wow. That's why they our- killed Kenny. Oh, <laughs> Kenny. Oh, my gosh. You're welcome. And I have to put up with these guys every every week. No, I love it. Real. I love it. So welcome back to the No More Leadership BS podcast, where I'm here with the infamous cast of characters, Jeff Geyer, Dr. Sam Gioff, and Jeff Conroy. What's up? Um, and we are launching on a, a three-episode series. And this series is going to cover the superpowers that you never knew you had. These are superpowers that every leader should have, but somehow they haven't grabbed them. Um, And they come with their own set of myths. Today, I'm going to talk about the power of intention. Now, that may not seem like a very interesting subject or even really a, a, a superpower, but I want to talk about the myth behind it. Maybe you'll recognize it better. Um, everybody, or everybody should, I guess, set goals for yourself. Um, but my question to you, as leaders, do you set goals, and that never really happen? Even though you set goals, you feel like you're you're running in 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 the same spot every day. You're not making it closer. Um, it's goals are not going to get the job done. Goals are not going to get the job done. let me let me reiterate that. It is what intention that drives the goals to the finish line. So I wanted to talk about intention today. Um, and intention is take it apart a little bit, we we like batted this back and forth in the green room. What does intention really mean? And it, I had to look up the um, etymology of it. I can't remember the other word now. You guys should have written it down for me. Um, <laughs> semantics, semantics of it, because that's how I understand it better. Uh, it actually came from the Latin word entendre. How about that? How about that? Entendre, which means, me. which means to stretch. Okay, so you are stretching yourself. When you put yourself in a tension situation, it's got to be resolved. It's got to be resolved. Have you ever gone, ridden in the car with somebody, you're listening to a music, and you get almost to the end, and they turn it off? And it's like, oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. I have to get to the end. The music is set up to cause tension, and it resolves itself at the end. And that's what happens when you put yourself in tension. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, We're going to talk about the problems it causes and uh, what we can do to to resolve that so that you can use tension to to, uh, supercharge not only your own career, but that of others. So um, let's start with Dr. Sam. Uh, What what kind of, given that understanding of intention, what what kind of symptoms do you see in people that set goals but don't have a real intention to accomplish them behind it? They just set goals because they're supposed to set goals.
3: The symptoms that come across to me are lots of frustration and a lot of hand wringing because they set a goal because somebody said they should or promise i've heard this my coach told me to like that hurts me inside Um, but they set a goal and then they just know that's their goal with no plan how to get there so instead of changing behavior to get toward the goal they do everything they've always done hoping the goal just shows up one day so it's that frustration of not making any movement toward a goal that they've set because it's not their goal they haven't invested in it in the sense that they haven't planned how to go from where they are to where they need to be. It's just an idea hanging out there in space. So people who set the goals and don't have the intention of taking action to get there, they're going to be frustrated perpetually until they change their behavior.
0: Sam, would they have buy-in when they create that goal?
3: If they create it, yes. And it can show up by actually planning to get there. But if a goal is set for somebody, externally or internally, like in, in operation or out of the operation, uh, it's somebody else's idea. So, exactly. all right, well, they told us we have to do this. So I guess we have to do it. And it's not really the same energy going towards it. And, and there's almost zero intentionality besides if they're coin operated and there's a bonus attached or just flat out keeping their job. That might get get them there, but usually it takes more than that.
0: Well, th- so so when the goal is made for someone else, that, that someone else doesn't understand the why behind it, right?
3: Right. Exactly. There's no investment and they don't see themselves in the goal. So how can they possibly plan a way to get there if it's not for them?
0: Well, and a lot of times it's, it's the the feeling is we're making them look good. Oh, sure. We're we're making our supervisor look good by hitting our goal. But that's the only reason why we have this goal. I have, I have no invested buy-in on this. I have no input on this goal and I get nothing out of it.
3: Right.
1: Let's look for a minute uh, to an example. Everybody can understand and that is getting ready to go on vacation. You have a deadline. You have um, things that you have to get done in order for you to enjoy your vacation if you don't want to take your work with you. So how many have had the, exam- uh, the, the experience of getting 200 times more done the week before you go on vacation than you ever normally do? Because you have set the intention to do it, you set in plans. Uh, you you've written lists. You've gone over it in your head when you get up in the morning. I've got to accomplish this, 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 and this. And uh, you know, but sometimes by the time you go on vacation, you're exhausted, and you you know it's. Um, but you don't have to really work with you. <laughs> you need a vacation. So, for your vacation. <laughs> but but to back to Jeff's point is that's your buy-in. That's your buy-in. So part of intention is buying into. It's what you want so that you plan for it. So. Um,
0: well, I, I mean, there. I've been been—I've been there. I mean, I've been going on vacation and I have a list of things I got to get done. It's to me, it's that incentive to I got to jump through these hoops before I can get the hell out of town. And, and that's that's my motivation is these things are expected of me. I got to get this done. And I just I, I call it cranking it out. I just got to crank stuff out. And, and get it done. Not so much that I'm connected to it, that I'm bought into it, that I'm excited about it. I just got to get it done. It's more of a superficial motivator.
1: but right? it's it's you're stretching yourself. Are you not stretching yourself? I mean you you're you're getting more done. Yeah. In, in that period of time than you normally do. So yeah. aren't you stretching yourself? And then you and you think, how come I can't do this every yeah. week?
0: Yeah, there's a thing in the nonprofit world when you do fundraising to say that 90% of the money's raised 24 hours before the turn-in. Uh, <laughs> and it's true. I mean, the day before the turn-in, you wanna have a great turn-in in front of your peers. So you'll go out there and you'll work your butt off and, and work every card and, and collect money and do everything like that. And then at the end of the meeting, you're like, God, if I could just do that the other six days of the week, I'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. But it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way.
3: So I, I you just touched like, on yeah. something, Jeff, that that's working in my head uh, about this, which is you want to look good for your peers, right? Mm. So to Myra's point, when well, I would, when well, used to work with other humans and not have my own operation going, when I got ready for vacation, it was yeah the flight of the bubble bee because I didn't mm. want anything in my pile of stuff to land on anybody else's pile of stuff and affect Correct. them in a negative way. Yes. So can I get everything that I possibly can so nobody else has to deal with me being gone? Yes. And when I'm there, that's the incentive is gone. It's there to do the stuff. Yes. So there's a different reason to force the issue, but the outcome was the same. Just like Myra said, you do um, you know, 40 hours of work in a, an eight-hour day, which says something about the other 32 hours of your week. But that's a different topic, really.
1: <laughs> it's distracting me. Yeah, Stop that.
3: that. The point is you get focused, you get stuff done. <laughs> and the reasons oftentimes for the relationships.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Geoff, um, with uh, what would happen in a, the normal office where you know we're just going along, and the only time you see this is in during before vacation. What would happen if the boss actually was able to uh, to power the team with intention? What do you think? would be different, not just in productivity, but um, what other things would, would what other problems would it solve?
2: That's a great question. Um I, I mean I would I immediately thought of productivity and you know if we can get that much done in this amount of time, why can't we do that all the time? Well part of it is pure energy. It's the excitement, it's the anticipation of the reward at the end. So and eventually no matter what the reward system is eventually that reward starts to lose its value if you get it all the time it's not a reward anymore now it's just okay it's part of the thing i get okay whatever but i think it'd be interesting you can't yeah like dr sam just put it in the chat here you can't sprint through a marathon (laughs) it just doesn't work and if you've got a 40-hour work week and you have a deadline yes you can have more energy to put towards that goal, towards that intention. The intention is I wanna get that done. Whether that's I wanna mark it off my list, I wanna get make sure that my peers are set up for success when I go on vacation. Um, I, I am personally invested in that outcome. Um, I think if you can do that, if you can set up the intention of how do we get our people to be personally invested in the outcome of their projects. And not just an assignment of, okay, and let's face it, there are a lot of jobs out there that this is just your assigned duties. These are the things that this job requires of you. This is just the stuff we have to get done. Now, how do you make that personal and intentional for people? You you find out, well, why are you doing it? Like If they know, and this is a big one, how their performance affects people upstream and downstream of them. If they actually are aware that hey, this this really what you did right there helps me with what I'm doing downstream of you. That's I can't tell you enough thank yous. That simple like little bit of gratitude increases their their productivity and the likeness that they'll do that job to uh, to better productivity and to better uh, to, to better higher standards. So.
1: Uh, and, and there's a whole there's a whole uh, psychological reasons behind that, and and that again is another whole episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they can they can feel a, a, a pride in what they did. Their their yeah. self worth grows. But, uh, oh. Their belief their belief in themselves grows.
3: Yeah.
1: And, and their willingness to work it, it it's um, it is definitely a reward type system. Only it is the lack of tension that you're rewarded with. And it propels you forward. So when you resolve, um, I don't know how many of you know about, you know, the ending cadence and, and cadence in music. There's a specific. And when it doesn't end that way, it hurts your ears. It, it resolves from one chord to it. It goes easily from a seventh to, the, to a, a root chord. Um, which if you heard it, you would, it would, it would immediately rec- you'd recognize it but it is, it's is—it's part of barbershop music. If anybody, if you out there have sang barbershop music and you've sang a tag, you know exactly what I'm talking about because you hold that tension for as long as your breath will allow you to. So, <laughs> and it is fantastic. It is fantastic. Um, so let's go to, to Jeff Geyer. And uh, Jeff, how would you help people understand that what is holding them uh, getting in their way what is causing that tension so that they can better plan their work um, and let's just say the the uh, the job that is in front of them the thing that's causing this tension is you want to have um, you want to raise your sales by 25 percent. So at the end of the year, your sales are twenty four five percent higher than they were last year. Sitting down with them to help them um, say, I want to raise your sales 25%. Uh, or would it be more helpful to say, what will get in your way? It, take that and kind of expand on that a little bit so that they can see the tension that they're going to have to overcome.
4: Wow! Wow, Myra. Um, you know our podcasts usually only go twenty minutes. I, I don't, I'm not sure I can answer <laughs> all of that um, in the time I have. But what, what what's what's on the top of my mind, and, and I think would help um, initially um, in this process of of coaching or or helping a person is is to recognize that intention and action are always hooked together. How many times has have you done something, or somebody else has done something, and they say, "Oh, well, I didn't intend to do that." Well, okay, what what did you intend to do? And I, well, I, I'm not sure. I, I guess I just wasn't thinking. So the the intention or lack of intention, and their action wasn't put together. Conversely, we can say, and it, it's my one one of my favorite stories about you know. Um, Two frogs on the log, and one of them intends to jump off. Uh, how, how many frogs are left on the log? And the answer is two, Be, because he only intended to jump. He didn't didn't put any action in. So, and we started this this episode talking about the intention, and then kind of goals and those kind of things. So, if if the goal is to increase sales by 25% by the end of the year then we would um, intentionally put out, set out a, a draw out a, a plan that we, we believe would likely get us there and then determine the action we need to put in to realize the plan to get to the intended goal. And so, again, that's a, that's a two-minute maybe, maybe conversation of, of, about answering your question that, that would take much longer actually to. To increase sales by 25% but but wouldn't it be cool if if we intended to increase sales by 25% and all we had to do is intend to do it and it would magically happen Um, it it takes a little longer than that but but uh, I guess I want to leave you with intentionality and action are totally linked together one without the other isn't going to get you where you want to go
1: a 110%. Jeff Conroy, you have something to add to that.
0: Yeah. So in a previous life, I used to oversee thrift stores and one of our, one of our thrift stores for years would always stall out on an annual sales of 1.8, 1.8 mil. And I would always push the, why can't we get hit too? Why can't we hit two? Why can't we hit two? So one year I just said, we're going to do it. And so I brought this. I brought the store managers in. There were three of them. And of course they buckled on me. They got mad. They're like, there's no way we can do it. We can't do this. We can't do this. We can't do this. And I said, well, you're, you're talking $200,000. I said, this is what it looks like. So I actually did. I broke it down by month. I broke it down by uh Every two weeks, I broke it down by week. I broke it down by day, and it got down to something like you know an extra twenty-three dollars a day or twenty-five dollars a day, and then you could see the clock or the, the, their mood change. You're like, so it's just an extra twenty-five bucks a day, and I'm like, yeah, that's what you got to do, you know. Do what we got to do. How do we make an extra twenty-five dollars? And that's what we focused on. It wasn't so much the. It was the daily goal. How do we, how do we make an extra 25 bucks? And I'm using $25 arbitrarily. So I don't know how much, I don't remember how much it was, but it was, it it was, it was that then they got buy-in. And then what's really funny is about a year later they did it. So it's kind of fun. Absolutely. What what Geyer just said is a hundred percent true. You got to have that, that, that plan to do it. And you got to have that buy-in for that plan to do it.
1: So as as a leader, this is a superpower when you can not only help people set goals, but find out what's getting in their way of reaching those goals. So that they can intend to overcome each one of those. Isn't that what you were just talking about there, Jeff? Yeah. I mean, you broke it down into small pieces. Yeah. So that they could overcome releasing the tension of re of reaching that goal, and when they did, they're super proud of themselves because they never thought they could do it.
0: Yeah, exactly right. So this
1: this is literally a superpower that every one of us, as leaders, can have, and it will it will will set your, your, um, leadership abilities. <laughs> set uh, with a, yeah. It's a super, <laughs> you will be a super leader, become a super leader. And, um, so with that, if, if somebody is struggling with, you know, feeling like they just don't have what it takes or their job is too demanding, or, um, if you're listening to this and you, you, you can identify with how come I never can reach my goals, Dr. Sam, what do they need to do?
3: They need to ask. Ask the question, what am I not seeing? And where are the people who can help you find it? And one of my favorite phrases, <laughs> you can't read the label if you're inside the box. So they get a hold of us and um, we can help them see that label. Because if they aren't demonstrating the curiosity necessary to answer their question, they'll never know. They'll just be stressed and frustrated and not know how to change their path. And stay on the same path
1: yeah ask 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 yourself and if you don't find the answers there reach out to a coach I don't you know reach out to somebody that you trust that can help you sort it out from intention to goal what's getting in your way you can always reach out to any one of us uh, either on our our uh, Facebook on YouTube or ask us at leadershipBS.co. That's ask us at leadershipbs.co. Are you proud of me, guys? I didn't even look. I didn't even look. I, Nicely done. <laughs> it just rolled right off of my mouth. And um, for, so uh, we we hope that you will do this because you have the power. This is not elusive. This is not uh, nobody's magic wand is going to to bestow it to you. It's literally available to everyone, and we can help you get there. So, with that said. Um, next week, be sure and tune in because we're going to talk about the second superpower, which is attention. Now you may seem, think that that's that's an easy one, but there's it's deeper than you may think. So until then, um, from all of us at no more Leadership BS, we wish you the best week. We thank you for listening to us today and um, we will talk to you next week. So bye. Bye. Letter by. Poodles.
0: Doodles.